This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. A tribal leader in Washington state is raising concerns about oil spills after a train derailment along a bay on the Swinomish Reservation this week. Crews on Thursday were cleaning up oil on land from the BNSF train. The Washington Department of Ecology first reported about 5,000 gallons of diesel leaked. Federal officials estimate around 2,500. Chairman Tom Wooten of the nearby Samish Nation released a statement saying safety is a priority and thankfully no one was injured. But Wooten says this bill signals a larger infrastructure issue adding there needs to be a priority on evaluating infrastructure hauling hazardous materials. He says there also needs to be a weaning away from fossil fuels for preservation of native lands. In a statement to Como News, Swinomish Chairman Steve Edwards said he was grateful to first responders and various agencies working on the spill. Edwards says they'll continue to do everything they can to protect the waters and natural resources and ensure public safety. The Swinomish Nation has sued the BNSF Railway in the past over oil train shipments. The derailment is currently under investigation. Federal officials will spend $25 million to restore and conserve bison herds on tribal lands. The Mountain West News Bureau's Wilwaukee has more. Tens of millions of bison once roamed North America, but the species was hunted to near extinction in the late 1800s. Today, wild bison number in the tens of thousands nationwide, including about 20,000 managed by tribes. Jason Baldus works for the National Wildlife Federation and lives on the Wind River Indian Reservation in Wyoming. He says this recent announcement is a step in the right direction. They're keystone species, so that should be reason enough to restore them to the landscape because it benefits the grasses, the birds, the insects. He says herds also provide food and maintain the cultural identity of tribes. The money comes from the Inflation Reduction Act and will go towards building new herds and transferring more bison from federal to tribal lands. Interior Secretary Deb Holland says officials also need to tap into indigenous knowledge more to keep preserving one of the most iconic animals in the American West. For National Native News, I'm Will Walkie in Laramie. A new book explores the legal history of the Oneida Nation's fight to protect its sovereignty. Lena Tran of Station WUWM reports. For years, the Oneida Nation faced challenges to its sovereignty from Hobart, a village on the eastern half of the reservation just outside Green Bay, Wisconsin. Disputes range from garbage collection to police jurisdiction and roads. And they constantly and regularly try to tell the Oneida Nation how it should be going about doing its business. Rebecca Webster is an Oneida citizen who served on the tribe's legal team. Now she's an assistant professor in American Indian Studies at the University of Minnesota, Duluth. Webster shares the history of these legal battles in her book, In Defense of Sovereignty. The biggest clash involved Hobart's attempt to force the tribe to obtain permits for its Big Apple Fest. Hobart's main arguments throughout all of this litigation is they're really challenging that the Oneida Nation isn't a legitimate government. Ultimately, the tribe prevailed when a federal appeals court ruled in its favor in July 2020. Webster says Hobart's tactics were part of a wider effort to upend tribal sovereignty from the anti-Indigenous group Citizens for Equal Rights Alliance. This isn't just happening here in Oneida. This is happening in other places. We need to continue that network of tribes talking to each other because we know this is something that we just we need to stay on top of and we need to stay vigilant. Webster hopes her book sheds light on the issue for other tribes. For National Need of News, I'm Lena Tran in Milwaukee. And I'm Antonia Gonzalez.
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by the American Indian Higher Education Consortium, working to ensure tribal colleges and universities are included in our higher education system. Information on 37 tribal colleges and universities at AIHEC.org. Support by Sanofsky Chambers Law, championing tribal sovereignty and Native American rights since 1976, from opioids litigation to treaty rights to tribal self-governance, with offices in Washington, D.C., New Mexico, California, and Alaska. Sanofsky Chambers Law. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.